0: You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power and a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power and a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, You're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super duper successful. So the quote that we're going to start today's show with is, at least 80% of millionaires are self-made. That is, they started with nothing but ambition and energy, the same way most of us start. And that's from Brian Tracy. The title of today's show is, Becoming a Millionaire. Oh yes, becoming a millionaire. Every single one of us can. We just have to believe it and then put that work in to actually do it, all right? I want to thank all of you for listening. I want to remind you, if you ever want to go back and re-listen, all you have to do is go to my website, www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. If we're not friends on Facebook, my name on Facebook is Mark Star, M A R K s-t-a-r-r also have a power and a half hour facebook group so if you're not a part of that send me a request let's do a search for power in a half hour and i will gladly allow you into our facebook group all right and if we're not friends on instagram i post daily videos that go to my facebook and instagram page so make sure we're connected there all right my name on instagram is at Coach Mark Speaks. That's at C-O-A-C-H-M-A-R-K-S-P-E-A-K-S. All right. And if you're in the United States, I have a daily message service that sends out a motivational or inspirational message every single morning. All you have to do to subscribe to that is text the letters BBD, that's BBD as in boy, boy, dog, to four one one two four seven. And if you have not had the opportunity to download my book, you can download it for absolutely free. That's right. It's the full version book for free. And you can download it at www.repeataftermebook.com. All right. We have an absolutely amazing show today. So let's go ahead and get started. Profile number one, Tony Tan Cactong. Now, Tony was the third of seven siblings born to poor parents who migrated from China to look for a better life in the Philippines. Tony's father was a chef in a Chinese temple and later on was invited to open a restaurant business so the entire family would move and help his father manage the restaurant. The restaurant became profitable, which allowed Tony to return back to Manila and pursue a degree in chemical engineering at the University of Santo Tomas. In 1975, Tony and his friends visited a magnolia ice cream plant and found out that it was offering opportunities for purchasing a franchise. Within a short time, Tony took his family's savings and opened two Magnolia ice cream parlors. The entire family worked hands-on, but as the business grew, they noticed that they could not do it all, so they started to set up an organization, hired store managers, and trained people. Tony just started with ice cream and after 2 years he offered chicken and hamburgers because customers were telling them that they didn't want to just eat ice cream all the time. Then in 1978 they had 6 ice cream parlors and they asked themselves, "Why don't we change into a hamburger house?" At this same time they incorporated and realized that they needed a brand name in which they came up with the name Jolly B. Since the end of the 1970s, the Jolly B. Food Corporation has grown remarkably. jollybee is the leading fast food chain in the Philippines with over 50% market share and hundreds of restaurants all over the country. With jollybee going public on the Philippine Stock Exchange in 1993, this allowed them to acquire the Greenwich Pizza and Pasta chain in 1994. Over the years, they've also acquired the Chinese fast food chain Yong Duong and the Chao King Oriental Food Outlets. Jollibee is also present in Brunei, China, Hong Kong, Indonesia, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, the United States, and Vietnam. By 2020, this restaurant group plans to double their number of restaurants to 4,000 outlets worldwide. Jollibee is consistently mentioned as one of the Philippines and Asia's most admired companies. Jollibee currently has over 14,000 employees and has revenues of 100 billion, 100 billion Philippine pesos. Tony is the sixth wealthiest person in the Philippines with a net worth of 4.1 billion U.S. dollars. Profile number two, Steve Madden. Now, Steve Madden is a fashion designer and a businessman. He's the founder and former CEO of Steve Madden Limited, a publicly traded footwear company. It all started for Steve at the age of 16. At 16, he worked his first job at a shoe store in Long Island, New York. Steve says that the information he gathered as well as the knowledge and experience was invaluable. I tell people that all the time. You guys hear me say that every single week. If you're working a job... There's probably a reason why. There's something that you need to learn from your job that you're going to take with you and start your own business or do whatever it is that your passion is. Don't just be on your job every single day, just barely giving them anything, not wanting to be there, not doing anything, not learning. That's what a job is for, to learn, to learn. Now, Steve said it was like going to college. Steve worked in a shoe store for two years and learned what women wanted. He then spent years working in a shoe factory, learning about design and manufacturing. At 31, he decided to strike out on his own. He was tired of being told what to do, and he figured that he had better ideas. Steve said that he would be selling shoes and would see the voids. Now, you're not going to see the voids if you don't have the job, right? So I know a lot of you are in your job right now, right? And you're seeing, man. Our company could be making so much more money if they were doing this, if they were doing that. But nobody wants to listen to you. Guess what? Maybe it's time for you to strike out just like what Steve did and start your own thing. Now, Steve says that even today, there are still voids. Generally, everyone is selling the same thing, which leaves a huge void, so you can fill that by doing something else. Don't be afraid to do something else. Steve scraped together the $1,100 and designed his first shoe called the Marilyn, a clog that looked like a boot when you wore it with jeans. Steve would pay the doorman at his apartment building $60 a day to drive him around New York because he didn't have a license. He would sell the shoes out of the trunk of his car for $16 wholesale and $24 retail. Did you guys hear me? Did you guys hear me? The Steve Madden, all you women, I know you know Steve Madden shoes. Right? I'm sure most of you probably have a pair of, or you've definitely seen them before. This guy started with $1,100 and was selling them out of the trunk of not his car, his doorman's car, because he didn't even have a license. Now the shoes started to catch on. The second pair that he released was a pair called the Mary Janes, which mothers started buying for Sweet Sixteens, Bar Mitzvahs, and Confirmations. Steve finally hit the big time when he created a new take on platforms inspired by the glitter rock that he loved from the 1970s. The platform shoes worked well for Steve because they were more comfortable. Even though they did it for fashion, the, the fact that they were more comfortable helped to push it over the top. Steve's business really started to take off. He even started to open a chain of retail stores. Then everything came crashing down. Steve says that Jordan Belfort, a.k.a. The Wolf of Wall Street, for those of you that saw that movie, persuaded him to pretend he owned shares in an IPO that Jordan actually owned. The result of this was portrayed in the movie The Wolf of Wall Street, and both men went to prison. Now, Jordan Belfort served 22 months and Steve stayed for 31 months. Steve said that this time in prison made him sharper and more conscious of time. Steve worried that his business could possibly fail while he was in prison, but most of his attention was focused on surviving jail. Steve was released in 2005 and barred for a time from having a role in running his company. After Steve was released from prison in 2005, the company quickly rebounded, increasing their revenue by nearly $100 million in 2006 to $475.1 million. Talk about a comeback. That same year, Steve Madden Limited was named company of the year for the second time at the footwear news achievement awards steve currently serves as the company's founder and design chief and the company continues to grow as of 2015 the revenue was 1.41 billion with a b dollars after succeeding then failing then making a comeback here is steve's advice on how to make it We definitely need to take some advice from him because, you know what, this guy was all the way up, made some mistakes, right, that he's admitted to, fell all the way down, went to jail for almost three years, and was able to get out of jail and still come back. Now, I know everyone listening knows someone that has had some level of fall, obstacle, just like Steve had, but you know what? Even if that's you, you can come back. You can make it. So let's look at Steve's lessons. Number one, love what you do. Now, Steve says that although it may sound a little corny, if you love what you do, the chances are that you're going to be more successful than if you don't. He advises people, do not take jobs for the money. When you're starting out, even if it's for less money, find something that moves you, that stirs you, and you'll make tons of money down the road. But at first, don't sell yourself out. I see this all the time. People go to school for something that they don't even like just for the money. That's the absolute worst thing that you can do. People take jobs just for the money. It's the worst thing that you can do. Find something that you like. Find something that you enjoy. Find a job that you can learn from, even if it's less money. And learn what you need to learn and then strike out on your own and do your own thing. Number two, you've got to do the work. Steve says that no one remembers the Beatles when they played in Germany. Nobody knows that side. They played every night for hours and hours in obscurity in Hamburg, Germany. And then they became the greatest band in the world. Steve compares the hard work of the Beatles to the hard work in his career of serving customers, learning about design and manufacturing, and figuring out the shoe business. I just did a video on Instagram about this, right? A lot of times we live in an age now where everyone looks at everyone's highlight reel. So you look at what someone, where they're at right now, you're looking at them on vacation, you're looking at them with a nice shiny car, whatever, but you don't know the work that it took to produce that, right? Sometimes we see these companies. That's why I do these profiles every single week. We see these companies, we see these guys, they're billionaires. We see them on their, their yachts that cost hundreds of millions of dollars, right? But we don't understand the work that it took to get to that level and also realizing that, you know what, these people aren't any smarter than us. And as long as we're willing to put that same level of work in, we can have those same results. But we have to put that work in. Number three. It has to be special and priced right. Steve said that you must always deliver value no matter what you're doing. If you don't have a product that has value, you're not going anywhere. And number four, just do it. Steve said that he always wanted to be in his own business. It was always a dream of his. He credits a mentor for giving him the courage to go for it. Steve says to take what you have and do what you can do. Put one foot in front of the other. Steve did exactly that. He took $1,100, opened a bank account, and just started. And the rest, as they say, is history. It's so many people that are sitting around waiting for something. Guess what? If you're waiting for something, you're going to be waiting for the rest of your life. You're going to always be waiting for something. You start with what you have right now. And you just take one step and move forward. And then tomorrow you take another step and move forward. And then you take another step the day after that. Then another step the day after that. That's how you get started. That's how you get going. That's how you accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish. Profile number three, Tina Roth Eisenberg. Now, Tina refers to herself as an accidental entrepreneur. She has accidentally created at least three businesses after taking her own advice. If I keep complaining about something repeatedly, I have to either do something about it or let it go. The first thing that Tina decided to stop complaining about and do something about was a co working space called Friends Work Here. This is a place where creative people rent desks to be surrounded by like minded artists. Tina also helped develop a to do list app called to do because she couldn't find an organizing tool that she liked it had never occurred to her that she can actually develop her own app tina's next business would be a company that created temporary tattoos called tatley which they sell for five dollars tina got the idea one day when her daughter came home and asked her to apply some temporary tattoos to her arm that she received in a goodie bag and tina thought the tattoos were hideous So after complaining about the tattoos for a while, Tina decided that she had to change it. Tatley sells temporary tattoos that are applied with water and last a few days. They come in dozens of designs. The company has provided temporary tattoos for the White House Easter egg roll over the last two years. Now when Tina started thinking about creating the company in 2011, she reached out to artists she knew through her blog and asked them to create temporary tattoos. She used her own design experience to make a website and quickly learned about manufacturing and packaging. She didn't know anything about this before she got started. Now in all, Tina used $15,000 of her own money, but when it was time to order the tattoos, she ran out of money. To solve that problem. Tina came up with another idea. She asked the email service company MailChimp if the company would fund the first bonus Tatley, which was a free tattoo that they would ship with every order. Now they agreed, and that advance paid for the first run of product. Two months later, Tatley launched with 16 designs. During Tatley's first year, the company did somewhere between $30,0 and 500000 dollars in sales. In 2015, Tatley shipped 2.6 million tattoos that averaged between $5 and $15 each. Now, although Tina hasn't released the exact earnings of Tatley, the company did over at least a minimum of $10 million in sales. Now, the company has over 13 full-time employees and six part-time employees. Tina shares this advice with other entrepreneurs. You're more likely to succeed when you're so passionate about a business that you're not really thinking about getting rich. You see the common themes? Are you paying attention to the common themes? All right. Now, if you want to become a millionaire, there's no better group to learn from than the cast of Shark Tank. If there's one thing that they know how to do, it's surely making money. Now, we've talked a lot about all of them over the last two years, so I'll briefly talk about each one of them individually now. Mark Cuban started off with a bar before he was of legal drinking age, while he was still in college. His first venture lasted about six months before getting shot down. Now, Mark would eventually become a millionaire before eventually becoming a billionaire and the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Now, Mark's advice to those that aspire to become a millionaire is to work hard and do whatever it takes. Mark says that to become a millionaire, you've got to find something that you love to do because it's going to take so much work that you can't just say, "Okay, this is one industry I can make a lot of money in," or "What kind of company should I start if I want to become rich?" Mark says that you just can't do that. It doesn't work like that. He says you've got to be good at something and not only be good at it, but you've got to love it and you Got to be willing to work and do whatever it takes. Then if you're fortunate, that turns into something that creates wealth for you. Mark says, I found out I love computers. I taught myself how to program. I had no problem working 20 straight hours learning something or coding. And that led him to building and selling his first company. The next shark, Barbara Corseran failed at 22 jobs, and was also a former diner waitress. Now, Barbara would borrow $1,000 from a boyfriend that she would turn into a $6 billion New York City real estate empire that's still growing strong. I really want you guys to listen to what these people are saying and realize that all of them made mistakes they all failed these people are not any smarter than us yeah we see them on Shark tank every single week and they seem like they're geniuses but they're not they're not any more genius than you and me they are not any more genius than you and me so let's learn exactly what they did so we can get there too all right Now, Barbara says that if you really want to be rich, you better decide early to start a business of your own. It's only when you put yourself in charge that you have a shot at becoming rich. She says that every business is born out of an individual's intense passion and a real need to succeed. So you'll need enough passion to get started, but also enough to get through the intense 12 hour days really 18-hour days, when the chips are down and everyone and everything seems against you. She says that if you're competitive and pig-headed enough to get over the failures without wasting time, feeling sorry for yourself, and if you can inspire enough good people to join you, you can pretty much become as rich as you want. The next shark, Lori Grenier, Turned her love of inventing solutions to everyday problems into a multi-million dollar retail operation. Lori says, find something that you love to do, that you're passionate about, and also good at. Do you guys see the recurring themes in what all these people are saying? Don't have the goal to be a millionaire. Have the goal to be successful and plan to give it all you've got. And also, very important, make sure you are hands-on and the one driving things because no one will care about your business like you do be involved in all details and be aggressive at attaining your goals and know how to pivot when necessary now kevin o'leary became a millionaire after turning a ten thousand dollar seed investment from his mother into an educational tech startup after not too long mattel the toy company bought his company up for three point six billion dollars Kevin says, work for yourself and work like a dog. Kevin says that you're not going to become a millionaire working for someone else. He says that's a highly unlikely outcome unless it's a situation where you're getting some equity in the company. He says that if you can afford to take a risk, either start your own company or be involved in one where you're racking up equity. There's no other path to becoming a millionaire. He says no employer is going to let you make millions of dollars off of their business because they don't have to. They're trying to make the millions of dollars. They're not going to allow you to make the millions of dollars. Now, Robert Harjevic, a multimillionaire entrepreneur, from, went from rags to extreme riches within a few years of emigrating from Croatia to Canada in pursuit of a better life. Robert's advice is to find a need and solve a problem. Let me repeat that. Robert's advice is to find a need and solve a problem. How many times have we heard that today? We're hearing the same things over and over and over again from all these different entrepreneurs. According to Robert, you don't become a millionaire because you're only focused on making a lot of money. You've got to go back to the basics. Find a need. And solve a problem. And most importantly, make sure you have a customer. Because you can solve a problem. But if you've solved a problem for no one, that means you're going to make nothing. He says that if these things are in place and you have the ability to scale, then now you're in a position to make it happen. He says it's going to be incredibly hard work, harder than you've ever imagined. But it's the best time in America to start a business. The time is now. Now, Shark Damon John was fortunate to get a $100,000 investment from his mom, who mortgaged her home to lend it to him. He used that money to start Fubu. Within years, within six years, Fubu cleared hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. Damon says, find your passion and pursue what you love. Almost every single one of them are, is saying the same thing. He says, don't think about the money, go out there and do something that you really, really love. Even if it's not something you want, went to school for. Find out what your passion is. He says, I can't guarantee that you're going to make a dollar doing anything, but do something that you absolutely love. And you're going to look back over the years and say that you've enjoyed life. And finally, Shark Chris Saka says, don't blow your money and stay out of debt. Chris says that his best piece of advice for the quickest way to get rich is to not spend any of your money and then you'll have more than you need. He says that people get out ahead of themselves in debt with spending on all their desires but if you learn to live pretty simply, And well, well under your means, you'll feel incredibly, incredibly rich, and that frees you up and gives you the option to start something new, to leave the job you're not excited about, where there might be a glass ceiling over you. Chris says, just don't spend your money, and you're well on your way to becoming a millionaire. You don't get rich blowing your money, that's for sure. All right. Well, that's all that we have for today's show. I hope you guys learned some valuable jewels that will help you on your journey to becoming a millionaire. Want to remind you, if you want to go back and re-listen, all you got to do is go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. Now I know you have three friends that should have heard this show. You have three friends. Right. And they should have heard this show. So make sure you share this with them. Tell them about the station that you're listening to this show on so they can listen with you. And then after you guys can discuss some of the things that you learn instead of gossiping and talking about other people, because guess what? That does not take us anywhere. All right. Now, the quote that I'm going to end today's show with is the greatest reward in becoming a millionaire is not the amount of money that you earn. It's the kind of person you have to become to become a millionaire in the first place. And that's from one of my mentors, Jim Rohn. And he's so absolutely true because guess what? In order to become a millionaire, you have to be the type of person that serves others. All right? You have to be the type of person that solves problems. Right? You have to be, trust me, a consistent, hardworking person dedicated person those are just some of the traits all right you guys have an absolutely amazing rest of your week thank you much and until next show Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Star. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour, and join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. With Lucky Landslots, Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.